Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. And today we have our very good friend Steven on the show with us. Um, say hi, Steven. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> uh, Steven is a really good friend of ours. I met him through work years ago and we instantly had a connection due to our, not in a weird way, but due to our uh, love for horror movies. And I just remember like chatting with him for hours about horror movies and like... We really had similar taste in it, but Steven always had this huge passion for it, and the second we were like, yeah, we're doing a horror episode, I was like, we have to get Steven on an episode, or, like, multiple episodes, so, um... We're really excited to have him on today. Yeah, it, oh. with, with, with the schedule and everything, it's it was kind of hard to find a day where we were all free, but... Um, I'm really glad that we were able to work it out and have you on tonight's episode as well as like future episodes that we're gonna do. Yeah, guys, it's honestly it's it's a pleasure being on here, and I really appreciate you guys bringing me on. Uh, if it's one thing I love is uh, horror movies, and I love podcasts, so to be on a platform to discuss this, especially with a uh, fellow horror movie enthusiast uh, that are you know you guys, it's just. It 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 sparks so much conversation and so much potential. <laughs> so honestly, it's a pleasure. I've been listening to every episode. I think what you guys are doing on here is great. The format, I love it, and I could really see all this this stuff growing. Like this channel, this podcast, it it could really go somewhere. And I'm I'm so <laughs> I'm honestly so stoked for you guys. And I'm really happy when Dil- when Dylan you reached out to me that you were starting this. I was just like, as a fan, I was like all for it so to be on here talking with you guys discussing you know our passion for horror it's just really awesome well I, I was really excited to start it too because like i mean yeah we started it because i was really into podcasts and you know we're both such huge horror fans and that's always been the like the one thing that sierra and i have had in a common with each other um was yeah, we, our don't, love for, we don't agree on anything <laughs> yeah, else was our love for horror movies but um I was really excited to do it because since we moved from New York, I haven't had anybody to just Talk chat about horror, horror movies. movies with. So I was like, we have to do this. And, like, we have so many people that we have to have on episodes and, like, just bullshit. And I was like, Steven, I haven't talked horror with Steven in, like, a year now. So we have to get him on here. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time overdue, so. It yeah. actually really oh. has let us, it has helped us connect back with people from home. Yeah. Um, not just, not just Steven either. Our friend Rich, who's been on a few episodes. Our friend Dan, who we did the, the bonus uh, artist spotlight on. Yeah, and even people who like we talk to from New York like even from like good friends of ours to people we barely talk to who have just hit people us up and like hey yeah. I love the show and it's people who I've never even talked to before from home and I'm just like oh like that's awesome that's awesome guys you know like I said I told Dylan um from episode one um you know the format you guys have got going it's it's a you I told him like this you know, you guys, it it starts and it can only get better from here. You know what I mean? And you guys have, have really grasped the concept of, like, podcasting for being brand new to it. And like I said, uh, you know, with more episodes, just better things come. And, you know, horror movies, uh, it brings out a connection in everyone. So to talk to people that you've never really talked to from back home, you know, it just shows when people are on the same page about something and they have a certain passion, mm-hmm. you can't help but have a conversation with them and it just goes somewhere. Like I have coworkers that like before I would never really talk to them, but as soon as they hear me mention a movie, 
particularly horror, boom, it just starts snowballs yeah. a conversation right there. And then you build that connection with them. And that's the beautiful thing about horror, especially with other horror movie fans, is building that connection with each other. Well, I feel like horror is really the only genre of movie, too, where you're like, oh, you like horror, me too. It's like every Yeah, instantly, like, like every... oh, man, what's your favorite? Well, you like romantic comedies, <laughs> me too. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, is it's like, Horror movie is it's, it's a type of movie that not everybody has the taste for. You yeah. know, where comedy, everybody likes a comedy of some sort. Everybody likes a drama of some sort. Everybody likes, maybe not everybody likes an independent movie. I do. <laughs> but, you know, like, horror is, it is very special because it is, like, literally the only genre of, of movie where some people just don't like it. That and porn. <laughs> <laughs> Good one to throw out there, Sarah. <laughs> All right, well, with that, we will get into the episode. <laughs> it's been pretty amazing. Everyone we've talked to seems to feel that this is everything they ever wanted, and they all credit you for that. Oh, I don't deserve the credit. You come down here, and I'll give you a place to live. I'll give you a job. I'll give you a bed. These people are my family, my children. And when you write this up, just know that you're dealing with their lives. really going on here. This place is not what it seems. Hey, what's happening? These people want to leave. They have their suitcases packed. I have no idea what to do. Sam, do not get involved in this. Please take my daughter. What? We can't let them go back to New York. No, this is the last sacrament. All right, so starting out with the sacrament, it was released in 2014 and was directed by Ty West. It followed a group of reporters that worked for Vice as they traveled to a commune that was run by someone named The Father in search of Patrick's sister. sister. And uh, they end up finding out that the group that was there was more than meets the eye. Yeah, the first taste they really get, they get to, um, did it say where this, where uh, Eden Parish was located? I want to say somewhere maybe in, in Africa. I know that I'd... it's based on Jonestown, and Jonestown was located in Africa. No, it's okay. South America. South, I, thought it was sure South South Africa. I thought it was South Africa, so I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it, either, was, it was located way. not here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what exactly, what happened with the Jonestown uh, massacre? Could you guys pretty, fill me in on that? Pretty right. much. I'm not, I'm not that familiar. There's a man named Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Jim yeah. Jones. And he pretty much, it's it, it's very, like, the movie very much follows it, like, to a T. Uh, he had, like, a, a religious cult-ish type thing. Um what ends up happening is they they start Jonestown. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like over almost a thousand population. Yeah, and, he, flocked, uh, wow. he flocked heavily towards like um, poverty-stricken families because they were more easily manipulated to like, oh, the life you have sucks. So, so come, with me. come with me and we'll start this new civilization where you don't so, have to deal with the violence and like the terror. So pretty much how the massacre happened was that. Um, an American ambassador got word that there were people trying to leave. Mm-hmm. So, and they weren't being allowed to leave. So he flew down. He flew there. He got there, and they let him in. And 
anybody who left, they let them leave. They get to the helicopter, similar to what you see in this movie, and they they had the the people there shot, killed the American ambassador, or it might have been a senator. I think it was a, a senator actually. They killed the American senator, and they killed all the people that left. And then they mixed the cyanide with the Kool Aid, and <laughs> okay, nine, they yep. found nine hundred and thirty eight bodies. I want to say. It was like nine eighteen wow. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like a lot of people. But, um, did, so this they, movie really follows yeah, uh, what happened a lot. It's just like a, lo- a lot smaller scale, but same thing, yeah. There's a documentary. <laughs> we watched it on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still on there, but it was called Jonestown, and it had like survivors from the actual incident talking about what had happened, and it's really good. It's really interesting, and that's where I kind of... I've watched that before I watched The Sacrament, and it really gave a better look on what was going on. I think the really the really spooky thing in, uh, about Jonestown is um, like I had talked about the sacrament. I was like telling my dad about it and my mom overheard and she's like, that sounds like Jonestown. And I'm like, yeah, it's based on that. And she's like, I remember when that happened when I was a kid. And it's That's like, crazy. That's crazy, you know, because it's something that, you know, people that are here today remembers and it, 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 it's a terrible thing that happened and it, it's just kind of crazy that, that people can be so easily manipulated. Yeah. And you know what? Um, honestly, coming from like poverty, it seems like an easier target for people that have very little. And then given that slight gleam of hope, which mm-hmm. is what happens in this film, like all the people living there, uh, father, if you will, you know, just gives him that slight gleam of hope with his preaching. And next thing you know, he's got him to pretty much donate every single cent they've yeah. earned. Yeah. And moves them across the world, which is crazy. And, and I think this movie did a good job also. When the main character, I can't remember his name right now. Um, the one Sam? Who, Sam, yeah. Who was Crispin. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> Crispin, Crispin from your next... yes. Crispin. <laughs> um, good old Crispin. AJ Bowen, great actor. Loved him. Definitely gotten a better respect for him after doing these last few it's episodes. It's like this month we just realized that we really <laughs> like... The, that that little group of filmmakers that are in each other's and and direct each other's movies, yeah, so freaking awesome. Yeah. They're all so talented. But um, I think when he's doing the interview with Father, it really gives a good feeling on like a good idea of what was going on in well, it real also life. Shows because how he was manipulating people. It showed he how he was manipulating. Around. Right, but it when when I was watching it, you kind of get a sense that everything's okay and this really is like a good thing that's happening which that's how all those people were made to feel and anybody who had visited jonestown or the the parish eden parish um they got that sense at first and i think it did a good job of portraying that that everything was okay because there was a little things here and there that you're like yeah this is a little off but for the most part you're like okay well this is just different from what i know but it could be a good thing well they even said that is that there's a point in there where they're like this is not the life for me but i definitely understand why people are interested in it and honestly it seems like an okay place and not even five minutes later was when they got the note from the little girl that said help us yeah (laughs) and And one thing i noticed um was Sam, like, he, when he was uh, conducting the interview, he he did make mention to, I think it was, was it Jake, the camera guy? Yes, who was played so by there was, Joe Swanberg. My yeah. favorite character from your night. Same, I loved him. He was a narcissistic <laughs> asshole, smart, <laughs> smart mouth. I, it was great. Honestly, I really, I loved his character and um, uh, your next. Fun but fact about he, this, he though, said... He, uh, 
the reason that he was the cameraman in it is because Joe Swanberg is a director on his own. So oh, sweet. Ty West said that Joe Swanberg was the only person that he trusted behind the camera. So if they were going to do it a found footage style, he would prefer if they had somebody who knew how to use, knew the, camera. How to use the camera. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. And, like, one thing I noticed, though, with Sam is, like, when he was conducting that interview, like I said before, uh, with Father, he was, like, he pretty much twisted all my questions around. I never got a solid answer. So mm-hmm. I knew, like, I had a feeling that Sam kind of knew something wasn't right, especially when he made mention of, like, his wife being with child. Mm-hmm. Like, that freaked him out, you could see. Yeah, And I feel like from start, though, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm going to a place of God and there are guards with guns at the door, yeah. I mean, red flags are going all yeah, over exactly. my head, yeah, in my head. I mean, part of me also kind of wishes I went into this movie not knowing about the whole Jonestown incident because I kind of knew what to yeah, expect at that point. Yeah, we knew what the point. ending would be. Uh, yeah. See, I, I went in the complete opposite, but still... It's actually led me to, like, be more interested in this Jonestown incident. I, I might have to check out that documentary. Yeah, definitely look into it. I mean, it's, it's such a sad, sad um, historic event, but it, it's very interesting. Um, it's actually amazing the detail that they really went into in this movie to really... Um, um, the, the man that they have who plays father looks a lot like Jim Jones. Like, not yeah. necessarily physically, but, like, the way he walks, talks, acts, his glasses, everything's very... Like, you, like, as soon as he walked in, I was like, yeah, you can tell this is based on Jim Jones. The actor sure. who played him, too's name is Gene Jones. Yeah, that's that was funny. <laughs> good, good, uh... That was a great Connection casting. there, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I, uh, we, this is the second time that we've watched this movie, and, and I loved it the first time. I just, I like any horror that's really based on something true that's that's possible. I think that's what makes horror so scary is when it's something Absolutely. where you could be like, oh my gosh, like this could be this could happen to anybody or anyone. Like, you know, you if you're in a low point in your life, it's easy to to want to believe or wanna wanna go with these people, and it, it could be you could easily be manipulated into that situation. So I mean, I, I think it's very interesting. Oh, without a doubt. And honestly, when I was watching it. What made me feel uneasy the most is thinking like this is this could totally happen, which now I found it pretty much it did happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it could go on at any point in time and I mean, I don't know how much you guys know about Scientology, but uh Oh, <laughs> we watched the documentary <laughs> <on it> recently. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like it's that's some scary stuff yeah, right there. Well that's the thing too, is like right now there's so many there's there's cults everywhere. There's so many and and you don't not, they're they're all they're not all necessarily to this extent where they believe that they all have to kill themselves at some point or commit a mass suicide. But there's tons of cults in history that have done it. There's the the what was it the Children of God, um, uh, Manson family didn't they kill themselves? No. That's another uh, one. There's another one. But there's a bunch of them that have done this this mass suicide idea. It's just nothing on the scale of Jonestown. Who were yeah, the ones what that was, killed um, themselves with the... Nikes? They all wore, like, Nike shoes. Yeah, Nikes. Nike. I was just going to say that. Yeah. 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 They all wore Nikes and track suits. It is a cult. Yeah. It is a cult. And, and I think this, the, the scariest thing, too, is, like, a lot of these cults, it's, like, families getting their kids involved in it. And it's, like, ugh. Yeah, well, that was a crazy thing, it. too, was... Um, People were feeding their children cyanide. Yeah. They and, knew uh, what it oh, was that disturbed me. When they injected they showed, the baby, they I was like, oh, in, um, this is horrible. They showed it in the sacrament a little bit, but they had the, the syringes that 
um, in Jonestown, when they had done it, they actually had those and they squirted them into the children's mouths. So they had no toys. Oh, my kind gosh. Of like, so, like when you get medicine as a kid, the, mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, they did that. And um, anybody who kind of refused, just like in the sacrament, they were shot. So the only people that really survived were people that were able to find run. a place to hide mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where they were safe from the people. Like, um, There's very few survivors from Jonestown. Yeah, I think one lady who was in that Jonestown documentary uh, actually survived by hiding under one of the beds and she got away with that. But it's just a crazy thing, like the detail that they went in to keep it so similar to Jonestown. Yeah, and when the mother of uh, the mute, when like I said, when they were uh, the guys with the guns were closing in on them, uh, it was just so crazy that she was like, "I'd rather take my own child's life than have these uh, mobsters her take her later. life." Yeah, that was so sad, and, and I feel like um, it was good that they that they went to Sam because I feel like he was the right person to to make feel bad about the child because he's about to have his own child so i feel like he was looking at it as a father not as like just like a person that has no clue what to do with kids like he was looking at that little girl like oh my god what would i do if this was my kid and i think that's 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 so deep and so so sad i love the turning point for the movie um right after the celebration when the little girl had given Sam the note that said, please help us because they're at this celebration and it's like such a happy event and there's like happy music and everybody's dancing and having a good time. But then after he gets that note, the tone completely shifts and they're doing that, like the praise under the uh, pavilion. Mm -hmm. And it's just, there, it, it's it such almost a, feels like it's slow motion the way that that it is. Yeah, it's such a 180 though. Like from the oh, especially yeah. yeah when they're in the cabin and the, the 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 mother of the mute child and a couple of others come out and they're like, "You need to help us get out of here." We heard you had a helicopter, this and that, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" You know these people are pretty much held against their will, and the yeah. ones that you know are acting playing cool, they're just completely brainwashed, and it's. Yeah. It's a crazy situation. I think the character that got me the most with, like, um, the manipulative and, like, being brainwashed is um, the nurse from the hospital at the end. Like, she's, she's like, going around and giving all these kids the syringes full of um, the cyanide poisoning. And she's, like, acting like it's totally, totally okay. And then it shows, you you see at the end, they, um, when the cameraman comes back through he goes into the hospital and she has the, she had written the note before she died that said, God, forgive me. Yeah. And it's like, I think it, the it, most... it, I'm glad that it took you that long to realize. <laughs> right? Like the damage has already been done, but uh, thanks for the note. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, personally the most brainwashed person there was Patrick's sister. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Woo! You know, like to do that to your own brother, own brother. and he's pleading for his life and he won't. You know, he won't drink the cyanide. And then she's like, all right, well, if you're not going to drink it, I'm she just going to inject him. you with it. And then she like, sets herself shit. on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt that. that was I love that scene, though. I love the part where he's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Like, I, I just thought it was like a really well shot scene. Like, could you just imagine that's your own sister and yeah. they're killing you? Like, they're so brainwashed to the point where it's not even the same person that you grew up with, that yeah. you spent holidays with and family dinners. And it was just so crazy to see, like, her be this completely like mindless person who just is so consumed by with what this father is saying religion of uh, the parish. Yeah, fucked. Well, it wasn't even just religion. It was a mix of like 
drugs as well because the whole reason that they had gotten into but this was because... they were all because, doing drugs because it even yeah. shows him at the end snorting shit. Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, that goes into that level of manipulation also because she was a drug addict before that and that's why Patrick had a falling out with her. But I feel like Father knew that she was a drug addict and to where he could persuade her. her with drugs... Yep. To do what he wanted her to do. Can we can we talk about how threesomes are totally cool? <laughs> yeah, I went with Sam said, yeah. It. Like, that's totally cool. We're allowed to sin when father permits As long it. As it's approved. Whoa. Yeah. I, like, Sam, Sam caught on right away. That conversation, hey, father, what's up? Um, these two babes, I'm going to bang them both. What's up? I don't, I don't, I'm one, I don't think that's what happened, though. Like, no, but I know they said that that's what happened, like, but... I, yeah, but to, to just be totally cool, like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. That's that's okay. I to be of... honest, I think it was a decoy. I think it was to distract Patrick, and, well, you know what I mean, um, and just lure him in with uh, sex, and well, that's what they she pretty said. much had their she own said. agendas going on. Well, that's what she said. She said that she wanted him to see that it's a great place so he would stay with her. Yeah, manipulation at its finest. I love the ending when Sam and Jake are in the room with father and Sam's tied up and Jake comes in with the camera and you, you kind of don't know what's going to happen at that point because you have father, he has a gun and you're like, this is it. Like it's just yeah. with them dying. And then he shoots himself. And I, I thought that was pretty unexpected. Honestly, that was a twist for me too, because I totally thought he was going to shoot them too. And then pull the trigger on himself. Cause he said, like he said earlier, fuck it. You know, they're going to come looking for them. So we might as well just, you know, sacrifice everyone. But the fact that he said it, he got his final words in, if you will, and then just pulls the trigger and offs himself. I was just like, whoa, okay. I did not expect that. I, I really thought they were going to be dead. Them. I'm glad that they left them alive. Well, I had the sense throughout the whole thing that one, at least one of them was going to make it out. Because I thought it was going to be the cameraman. The way the, the way the movie was set up was like a Vice video. Like It had yeah. like the time stamps and like all of that stuff. So you know that it got out somehow, but... Yeah, which was a cool incorporation, like, because I, I watch uh, Vice TV, you know, they got some great shows on there, and uh, so when I saw the affiliation, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, and I don't know about you guys, but um, that opening uh, track, when the movie starts, I was jamming, I like, <laughs> that was that was some solid tunes right there, so uh, whoever picked that out, right on, because set me in a mood, I was like, all right, let's get, let's get through this, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I, I There's nothing really that I can say that I disliked too much. Um, Another I mean, part, though, I thought they were dead for sure, is when the one guy's walking around the AK-47 and then he spots oh, them. Oh, yeah. Where uh, Sam puts the body over him, and I'm like, oh, shit, they're seen. And then out of nowhere, the one guy turns good on them, pops the other guy. <laughs> that I was, was like, awesome. Woo! I, I was so excited. I think I cheered. I think I literally cheered. Yeah, I was like, all right, man. Glad you're seeing the light here. I think the movie does do a good job of keeping you guessing on what's going to happen, and it does have those suspenseful parts where stuff like that does happen, and you're like, well, shit, how are they going to get out of this? Especially because that had happened after they got away from Father. And mm -hmm. it's you would think that okay they got away from like the head guy of this whole cult like they're safe now but no they still have to get to the helicopter to get out and there's still guards outside like yeah definitely puts you on edge for exactly. sure yeah it was like like I said uh, it I mean it was a good uh, cover up to put the body and I noticed she was like frothing all over him so I was just like <laughs> oh that's yeah. I was like yo yeah, credit to you Sam for kind of just keeping cool on that you know <laughs> I wouldn't but, want that uh, anywhere near me. <laughs> For, exactly. I was like, oh, that's so, gross. Um, but 
On a scale of one to ten, what would you give it, Steven? Ah, uh, solid seven point five. Uh, it was it was pretty solid for me. All right, I think I'd give it a seven. That's it. Just I think seven? seven's pretty high. Yeah, seven. I'd say seven point five. Seven's pretty pretty good rating. I mean, um, I'll give it a seven point eight. Seven. All right. Because I'm convinced <laughs> I liked it the best. No, I don't know. I liked a lot. Yeah, no, it was great. And like I said, uh, I, to see, I was also cool. Um, like I said, I think Eli Roth was executive producer. Yeah, and, you know, we didn't huge even Eli Roth yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so to see Ty West and Eli Roth work together was really cool. Well, and that's like what, I said, that's what initially drew me to it was uh, I was on like a big Eli Roth kick at the time, and I saw that he was coming out with the movie, and I was like, oh, the Sacrament, what is it? And I looked into it, and then I saw it was like based on Jonestown. I was like, Eli Roth, Jonestown, this has potential to be. Yeah, it's like I'm sold. <laughs> like I love Eli Roth because his movies, to me, I don't know, like they're not great movies. But I still enjoy. But they're every so one that over the top sometimes. Yeah, I enjoy everyone I watch, and I wouldn't look at one of his movies and say this is an absolute masterpiece. But I, every movie that he's made that I've watched, I've had a great time watching it. Exactly. It's so. even like all right. Uh, what was it? The Green Inferno. Like not a lot of people gave it a high rating, but to me, it was one hell. It was like a throwback to watching Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, and it was just like wow. <laughs> you know, shock values job. are all there. He does do a good job of paying homage to. Um, like old horror, which I appreciate him for that. I am a dancing flame. I'll destroy your own. The ones that lie within your heart. The ones you pray for. There's so much blood splashing around in there. <laughs> she fell to her knees and bowed to him. That's what payment means. It was destined. The king of hell. Last shift, it follows rookie cop Jessica Lauren on her first night on the job. She's working, guarding a old police station because they moved the police station. It's its last night open. Yeah. Um, she <clears throat> is watching the police station, and all this paranormal stuff starts happening uh, based around this cult, the Payman family, who had died a year ago by killing themselves in the jail cell, or the holding cell at the police station. Um, and her her father was involved with that like apprehending. He caught he caught them. Yeah. And then he was killed by them in yep. the gunshot. So that's the basic uh, outline of it. I liked it. Um, the first time I watched it, Sierra had fallen asleep and it was nighttime. And I suck at nights. Yeah, I watched the movie and it definitely had a lot of parts that creeped me out watching it alone. Watching it a second time and watching it with somebody else, I wasn't as impressed. Or not, I shouldn't say impressed. Like I wasn't as creeped out watching it as I was the first time. But yeah, I, I still enjoyed it. I um. I definitely, again, I watched it for the second time recently just to refresh my memory because the first time I kind of overlooked it a little bit. Like I was kind of on my phone a bit and I was like, you know what? Let me sit down, start to finish, pay attention. 
And I found a couple of good jump scares. Uh, even, again, watching it the second time, uh, for example, when she's locked in that room with the bum she uh, arrested yeah. and there the face pops up at the window, whoa. I mean, I almost, <laughs> I kind of almost fell out of my rocking chair. Like, my cat, like, sprung off because I startled her. <laughs> Did you she just was say your rocking chair? Yeah, or my recliner. It rocks. Sorry. I, I don't mean to sound like an old man I here. I picture you, like, crocheting watching this movie. Yeah, you know, that times. was like, That part was the part that really creeped me out. That, like, I, my thing is, I'm a sucker for psychological horror. And, yeah. like, like, I, Steven, you know, I'm a huge Silent Hill fan. Yep. And it kind of almost gave me a Silent Hill vibe in, like, the horror, like, the type of horror that it was. But Yeah, because everything was, like fucking with her mind pretty much you yeah. know it was like, like is that, it there or is it not what creeped me out that, it wasn't what creeped me out was um that that part where she's in the holding cell not as much the jump scares but when her flashlight comes on and it's in front of her and you can't you don't see what's behind her and it's kind of like i was i had like an oh shit moment because i was like what's behind her what's behind her what's behind her <laughs> yeah and when she signed it and she at first she thought it was the the bomb uh that she arrested and then she, it shines a light on him, and he's just kind of sitting in the corner, like, freaked out. You're like, oh, fuck, man. Like, wh- who else is in there in the room with her? Yeah. And, like, just small stuff like that, like, the psychological aspect of it, that's what really hooked me onto the movie. Like, um, when she hears the, the singing, and she mm-hmm. walks in, and there's, like, the girls sitting in, like, the half circle, but they're by the mirror, and... They start turning around and they have the sheets over their face with the blood, but their reflections are still looking at her and singing, like stuff like that. That's what gets me, and that's that's my favorite kind of horror right there. Um, I do think, and Sierra agrees with me. It it gets kind of repetitive, which was really my only big complaint with the movie. Yeah, it 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 kind of has like a a formula to it. It's like um, the phone rings, she answers it. She, then she sees something. Then she hears something. She goes and checks on it. She comes back. The phone rings. She answers it. She hears yeah. something. Yeah. You know, uh, and I—that's th- the only thing that that really bothers me about this movie. I also feel that it's more of a paranormal movie than a cult movie, in my opinion. Um, Almost like the place is haunted because, like, you know, the 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 cult—they uh, they killed themselves yeah. in in the holding cell. And that, and it just so happens to be what the anniversary of their death. Yeah, the one year. I think on the last shift that she has to work in the place, so it's like okay, you know, we've all heard that cliche. It happened so and so, and it just so happens to be on this very day, kind of thing. You know, those old ghost stories. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I do like. um, I was reading like some interviews and stuff with the director while we were looking into the like when we were doing research for the episode and. Um, the whole movie was shot to be through her perspective. So at the end, it shows that she ends up killing the hazmat workers that were coming to get all of the evidence from the evidence room. But the rest of the movie, like, it's kind of left to was it happening or was she just going crazy? And he purposely made it that way to where everything that you're seeing in the movie is what she's seeing. Yeah. And it shows that because... Every scene in the movie, she's in. Like, it's... You're getting her perspective on it. Mm-hmm. And it leaves it open. Like, for example, the scene that we keep going back to when she's in the holding cell, um, the lights go out, and then they come back on, and the door's open, and she's standing there, and the power's on, and it's kind of like, did that actually just happen, or has she been standing there with the door open and the light on the whole time? 
And yeah. you think that it was truly paranormal. I don't think that she just was like, oh, I'm going to decide to go crazy today. I think that there's something paranormal going in there and messing with her. Um, but it does lead me to believe, like, um, you know how she kept making the phone calls? I know that the first few was to the officer that was already dead when she was calling about the girl on the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and then the the, he shows call, up, right? Yeah, but the last phone call she made, it was a different officer who answered it, and he said, you know, there's paranormal, like, supposedly, there's weird shit that's been going on there. Right oh, he up. makes mention of that? See, yeah. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. They said, he was like, you know, people started hearing things and stuff like that. Like, they, they had brought it up because she was she had called again saying, that like, I'm getting, I'm getting these phone calls from this girl. And they're like, that girl died a year ago. She was killed by this, the this family, this cult. And they're like, ever since that day, they killed themselves in the holding cell. And they were like, ever since that day, weird shit happens. But the girl calls back after that, and um, Officer Lauren says, like, I know that this girl's dead. And the voice starts laughing and like singing the song and everything. So it kind of goes back to that, like. Is it the other remaining members of the payment family that are messing with her, or is it just all in her head? Th- and I just like with all... the um, with the scene with the girl who has her gun, when she's like, "This could be real, or this could be fake," and I have my gun still, and this isn't happening, and it never really shows if that was real or not. Well, I mean, yeah, I obviously... think it's all. Oh, you you go. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, I think it's all a matter of, of like perspective where you know is it the paranormal that's manipulating our mind or going back to cults manipulating of the mind i feel like that is a common theme with any cult so was the influence of the cult and their 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 spirits getting to the best of her and making her see things that really weren't there you know i did think it was weird at the end after she got shot and the cops, like, making the call um, for backup and stuff, she starts, like, saying the song that the cult sings. Yeah. So, I didn't really understand that too much. There's another thing with the ending that bothers me is that he walked in on her shooting the hazmat guy, pretty much, is how it seems, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he when he makes the call back to the the station, which I was like, did she actually shoot him or, like, what what's going on exactly? He's all he doesn't say like an like there's a man down the officer shot him no he only says there's an officer down that's all he says on the over the radio yeah. so I'm like yeah. you'd think that he would make it clear like oh there's an officer down but she killed somebody else just so you know like no like you know that would he was a little too like, casual about it yeah it makes me wonder like if if there's supposed to be more to the ending than what meets the eye you know I think yeah. there's a lot to the ending that like more than meets the eye because. Nothing really gets explained to this is exactly what was happening. It's left open for you to interpret. Exactly. And I thought that was quite a twist when it's revealed that she killed the hazmat uh, guys. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, shit. You know, like then that, again, leaves you to wonder, was it all in her head or was the place truly haunted by the payment family and manipulating everything? You know what I mean? Well, because causing her to go crazy. At that point, too, it almost makes it look like. It wasn't in her head because as she's going through and there's these cult people and they're talking to her like, oh, come fucking find us. And she's like shooting them. It's actually showing them like blood splatter. Like, yeah. Actually, and it's like, oh, OK, so these people actually are in here. She's not just going crazy. And then it's revealed that it is the hazmat people. So, you know, you know, when they were coming through, too, I honestly thought they were like 
almost like devoted followers as well that broke in and they're just like it happened to be like i said the one year anniversary yeah so you know what i mean like i thought that was real and then it turns out oh well was it or not yeah. um, I, I thought the design uh the special effects and the makeup were great in it i'll I was give it that was just gonna bring up the makeup was excellent very creepy yeah it was creepy and especially like it, it, something as simple as putting a sheet over their head with like some with blood. drenched blood it's yeah it's very yeah and the pentagram on it yeah no yeah. honestly it made to a, a creepy uh, effect for uh the family there well i feel like sometimes people go a little bit they they try and they try and be unique with the way that they do things and i feel like sometimes um they overthink it yeah and this movie was very like they did it they went very simple with it and i think that that was a good choice because sometimes simplicity is is the best route yeah yeah you know there goes to that saying more is less or what is it less, less is, more. is more there you go less is, less more, is yeah. more yeah i mean sometimes exactly. like a total crazy go for like you know put everything into it works out great but then there's times where it just flops so yeah. i i think that it was an excellent they did the makeup on its own was terrifying like if if you saw that as a halloween costume it'd be pretty creepy so oh hell yeah <laughs> great Without job on the makeup Another uh, awesome scene I'd like to point out is the when she walks into the room and the TVs are on and it's showing like the interrogation of the payment oh, yeah, family. Yeah. And you got that one girl just bashing her face on the table yeah. to causing her and to smiling. break her nose. Oh man, like what what an uneasy feeling that left me like, wow, you know. <laughs> Holy shit, this I person it, went off the deep end. I think it shows too, yeah, just like how crazy they were and how devoted they were to what they thought they were following. I don't think that they were devoted to what they were following. I think that they were they weren't re- relatives of him. They were in love with him, those women. They it was like Manson. Those women yeah, followed I was going to say that. Yeah. As like, oh, I think that they were in love with him and any and they were brainwashed by him as a person. I don't think it was the 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 actual meaning behind any of it, honestly. I I enjoyed it. I don't think it was the best movie I've ever seen, but I definitely wouldn't say it's the worst movie I've ever seen. No, yeah, it was yes. it was a fine horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree. Not the best, but not the worst by any means whatsoever. I would say that, check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly, if you're into psychological horror, like that would be right up you know anyone's alley. And for I, that I kind think, of stuff. I do think this is one of those movies that's best watched when you're home alone at night. Yep. Because, like I said, when I first watched it, I was freaked out. I and disagree. Then... I think that it depends on your on your your ability to handle stuff. Because for me, <laughs> like a good makeup job will give me nightmares. Like that yeah. that movie, the the this year was creeped creepy. out after we watched it yeah, last they night. Yeah, <laughs> they were creepy enough to 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 make me feel uncomfortable. The actual plot of the movie did not scare me, but the makeup in that movie was excellent. Yeah, I was surprised because after the movie ended, I was like, "What'd you think?" And she's like, "Eh, it was alright." And then she like got up and started walking away. And she's like turning all the lights on. She's like, "Can you come with me?" I'm like, "Are you kidding?" Oh me? <laughs> boy. See, for me, it was. Um, I think it's best uh, to kind of put yourself in the main character setting. So I'll have to agree with you, Dylan, watching it uh, home alone by yourself because really she's like the only one there. So yeah. when you put yourself in that position as being like the only one home and all this crazy stuff is going on and then, you know, oh, it, the house, it's just a house settling or oh, what was that? I'll be the first <laughs> to say 
that when I am home alone and I'm watching a horror movie and it really gets to me, I let uh, my big black lion Hank out of the cage. I'm like, all right, come here, boy, because he's 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 uh, he, he's you know he's very good at um pretty much you know if anyone pulls in our driveway, they don't have they literally if they just pull in, he goes off right away like the minute he sees head, headlights. So it's that sense of security, but it's also so fun being scared. In that yeah. situation, that's, yeah. I mean, isn't that why we watch horror movies exactly. is to have that fun feeling of being scared. You I know? love that you brought that up because I feel like some people think like if you like horror movies, like you're not scared. And I think that's not the, I think the point of it is that you enjoy, you, you enjoy yeah, it's a thrill. being scared sometimes. It's like going on a roller coaster. It's that, you know, that little adrenaline, mm-hmm. that little kick. I mean, sure. In that moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm home alone, but you look back at it and you're like, man, that you know what a rush that was watching yeah, that movie. Exactly. And those are the, those are always the movies that stick with us too. Like going back to the home invasions episode we did, like watching The Strangers Home Alone yep. at night, that sticks with me. And still to this day, like I think back and I'm like, when I watched that movie, I was terrified. And there's like very few movies that did that for me. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, the first time I ever saw Strangers, I think I was at Dan's house, and uh, we lived. Um, where he lived, it was nothing but woods, and he had these gigantic bay windows in his kitchen or his dining room. And when you would walk in to his dining room, you always felt on like very nerved because, like, um, you know, it was one of those things where you could see perfectly into the house, but you can't see nothing yeah. outside. Yeah. And when we watched that all together, like we were we were terrified, and there was like a couple of us. I used to babysit at this house um, when I, when we still lived in New York. And it was an old farmhouse, and uh, it was in the middle of Gardner, like, in the back roads of Gardner. And uh, they didn't put curtains on their windows. Oh, I hate that. Oh. And I was, like, sitting in their... Li- they, they were, like, kind of, like, hippie-ish. They had, like, a TV, but they didn't have cable or anything, so I had, like, a fire going in the fireplace, and I was sitting on the couch, and there's no freaking curtains. I went up and sat in the kids' room with the kids because I was just creeped out to be by myself. <laughs> Like this three-year-old's making me feel a little safer. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the first to say I hate being next to a window at night yeah. that has no curtains or anything. I just feel so vulnerable and exposed. And um, like I'm a huge believer in Bigfoot, so like <laughs> me too, I, <laughs> me too. So, like as much as I want to see one, the last thing I want to do is hear a noise, turn to my left, and just see one staring at me in the window. Oh I swear, I think that might be the death of I'm me. I'm so it's, like, glad you believe in. <laughs> I'm so well, well, I think we'll get into the Bigfoot phenomena into maybe a future episode because yeah. there are quite some good we'll Bigfoot horror out Bigfoot, there. Uh, Bigfoot documentary. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I could go on for hours about Bigfoot. I think my family thinks I'm a little bit uh, nuts uh, oh, because no, like every time. My dad with it. My dad believes in Bigfoot too. <laughs> oh, my grandfather and I are strong believers. Um, my, my younger cousin Alex, he's a little too smart for his own good where, mind you, this kid's nine. He's like, oh, it's probably just a uh, man in a suit and we're like nah they can't be we're, we're so convinced oh that sucks being nine and already like having that type of disbelief I'd be yeah it's kind of funny though it's like this really smart nine-year-old and then he says something like it's probably man in a suit he's like shut the fuck up you're so dumb well no. <laughs> my grandfather and i were just like nope nope you're wrong kid sorry like you may be school smart which he's again he's he really is uh, he's he's like probably one of the smartest in his class, um, but 
I'm, we're just like, listen, kid, there's a lot about the outside world that you just don't know. Well, <laughs> you know? Because I'm always defending the videos, people are like, that's clearly a man in a suit. I'm like, look at that. that that's ridiculous. How are well, you, you going to say that's a suit? It's so <laughs> If you watch the Patterson film, I'm pretty sure you could see muscle movement. Uh, you know, that's the most famous like footage yeah. of Sasquatch mm -hmm. out there. And that kind of almost debunks it for me. Is just like, what kind of suit can you afford in the '60s that shows like muscle movement? Exactly. Like they had scientists doing an analysis of it. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I am, I'm on, I'm 100% team Bigfoot. I believe that there's too many places in the world that we haven't been able to explore to say Without that it does doubt. not exist. Well, we'll have to get on to that in a future episode because I, I feel like that would uh, spark some uh, Bigfoot enthusiasts like myself and you see her out there. <laughs> Dylan doesn't believe. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll skip Whoa. out on that. I didn't say I don't believe, but I'm not as heavy into... <laughs> Oof. Well, well, I, I will do an episode. We'll, I'll tell you what, guys. When we when it comes time to maybe do an episode, one film we got to put on there is uh, Legend of Boggy Creek. Uh, that captivated me, and that really is based on a true story of this town of Falk, Arkansas, where this town, it was literally being terrorized by a Sasquatch. We, and it's do, just... we could do it for, like, a Myths episode and do, like, that Mothman prophecies. And, oh, yeah, um... that would be great. Nessie. Yeah. Nessie. Nessie. Are, there any, are there any horror films on Nessie? Who knows? There probably. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have to look into that. One. Sarah will watch the YouTube video of the so-called Nessie film and be like, oh, yeah, you can watch the whole, <laughs> you watch the full movie on YouTube right now. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, boy. All right. So back on track with Last Shift. All right. So Last Shift. Um, ratings. Is that where we're at? Yeah. I yeah. Think yeah. Um, for me, I think I'd give it like a – I give Sacrament a seven. I think I'd give this like a six. I don't think I liked it as much as the Sacrament, um, but I think it was enjoyable still. Yeah, I agree. Yep, I'd say a six too. Uh, not, again, not the best, not the worst. I think a six is a fair rating. I'll give it a six point one. <laughs> Ooh, stepping up there. Ooh, <laughs> it's all because of the makeup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have to forgive me, Samantha, because I've not been completely honest. We're from the desert, you know. You see, we we actually don't have a child. They lied to you. I know. Okay, I know you're right. But it's four hundred dollars. This equals first month's rent and then some, and all I have to do is sit inside and watch TV. This is huge. This one night changes everything for me. All right, on to to the best for last. Best for oh, last. In our opinion, this is the yeah, yes. in my opinion, this is the one I'm the waiting to talk about. Um, the, the completion house. of the Thai West sandwich. <laughs> yes. Um, the House of the Devil. It was released in 2009 and also directed by Ty West. Pretty much, it followed a young college student who uh, was working on getting her first apartment, and uh, she just needed to come with, I think, first month's rent. Yeah. So she happens to uh, pick up. She sees a flyer in town about babysitting. She picks it up. And pretty much, uh, she gets. She finally gets a call back after of kind of being, you know, misled. And it turns out it's like this rich family in the woods. And it turns out she's not actually babysitting a child, but uh, this old couple's mother, so they could have a night in town. And uh, for some reason, there's an eclipse going on, and everyone on the radio is talking about it. And uh, 
the family that she's babysitting for, they keep making mention, oh, what a perfect night. It's a perfect view. And it kind of, you know, just leaves you like, okay, these people are a little strange. And pretty much, you know, uh, shit starts hitting the fan. Uh, she orders, I think, some pizza. Well, first of all, her friend, uh, she gets uh, a bad feeling from this family from the get-go. And she makes a stop because she's just feeling uneasy. She needs a cigarette. Crispin, insert uh, a guy. <laughs> AJ Bowen comes out of nowhere with the lighter. He's like, oh, you need, you need a light? And the woman was startled by her, uh, the main character's friend. And he asked her, are you the babysitter? And she was like, no. Boom! Blows her <laughs> fucking head off. Everywhere. Oh, my gosh. What a scene that was. Right? I mean, honestly, whew. Like, are you the babysitter? No? Okay, bam. Like, no, headshot. No there was no pause. It was just Yeah, instant. it was just yeah. no hesitation. <laughs> yeah, Dylan and looked away. It was away. funny, he's too. Like, Dylan looked away at that point, and he's like, I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, what happened? I was like, he shot her. <laughs> he killed her. Because I, I looked away because I was, I was so into this movie, and that was probably the only time I looked away. Because after that, I was like, I learned my fucking lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was really just so sudden. Yeah. And, uh. Even the woman's like, where did you come from? Like, were you hiding? And then, you know what I mean? And that's when I think he just asked her, like, hey, are you the babysitter? And just gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, it turns out that this guy is not only the son that they, um, the family that the main character is babysitting for. Because they do make mention, oh, we have a son, but he's older. Yeah, yeah. So he's it turns out adult. he's the son. And he also happens to be uh, the pizza delivery boy because the girl ends up ordering a pizza. And uh, he pretty much laces the pizza with some kind of drugs. And next thing you know, she wakes up in the basement and there's the family all robed out and they're pretty much a cult. And tonight's the perfect night with this eclipse where they perform a ceremony on her. And I think what is to believe that's the grandmother that we never see turns to be this haggard – uh, deformed-looking old woman who pretty much paints a pentagram on her stomach, makes her drink some kind of blood yeah, out of like she a. Impregnates her with the devil, baby. Yeah, by by the ceremony, pretty much impregnates her with the devil by making her drinking this blood that slipped from her wrist out of like the skull of a ram or something, and yeah. all hell breaks loose. I mean, it's a fight for survival for her to get out of there. Uh, her and Crispin, or what was his name? AJ. Uh... AJ Bowen. AJ Bowen. I don't think they ever said his name in the episode. His name was Victor. Okay, so her and Victor, uh, she gouges out his eyeball, which was absolutely crazy. Yeah. And she's she's on a run for it. And, I mean, uh, I I believe she does get shot at one point upstairs, but she gets the best of Victor. Mm -hmm. And it turns out, you know, at the end of it, she's in a hospital. Because she, like, once she realizes that she's impregnated with something, because she keeps having these flashes in her head of something evil... She, like, goes to off herself, but I guess, like, where she she, wherever she pointed the gum, yes, yeah, she survived it, and it didn't hit the brain. And then we're led at the end of the movie where she – she's not woken up, but it's a shot of her in the hospital bed just laying there. And the nurse comes by, and she's like, don't worry. You and your baby are going to be fine. And then it's just like, oh, shit. It leaves you on, like, a little bit of a cliffhanger, like – Duh, she's pregnant with Satan, you know. <laughs> Not the Satan, baby. Satan, baby. But, yeah, she really does battle it out with the whole family. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the the father of the, the household pretty much tells her, like, you know, you were chosen. You were perfect for this. 
And then she's like, well, I don't want it. And that's when she tries to, like, off herself. But it turns out didn't, she didn't get the job done. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she should have taken some tips from Victor because he was uh, really good at that aspect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, again, that was, whoa, what a hell of a scene. Yeah. Like, well, I think anyone that – finds her friend later on after – Yeah. Yeah. And her her face is just blown off. Like, yeah, yeah, there's a complete yeah, hole. Why did he bring her body into the house? I mean, I guess so. It's not laying in the road. Yeah, you know, they don't they, want to be they, discovered. you got to cover up your tracks. He just pushed it over to the passenger seat. Yeah. Yeah, and then... I like ah. how she calls for pizza, and, and they were like, what's the address? And she gives it to him, he's like, oh, you live there? Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, that would have raised a flag in my head. Like, uh, yeah, why? Have you delivered here before? Or, uh, Is this your what's up? house? Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that's, I always thought, I, I think, I found that a little strange, but, um... <clears throat> Again, uh, talk about setting. Well, first of all, talking about the way this film was yeah, shot. Yes. We've yes. got to get into this. All right, so that was the first thing that caught my attention. The first scene where it's showing the apartment, I was like, Sierra, this... It looks this... like this movie was in the 80s. Yeah, like, I was It like, was this... based in the 80s, but it looks like it was made in the 80s. Yeah, and I, if I went into this movie not knowing any of the actors or actresses and, like, not knowing anything about the movie, I would genuinely believe this came out in, like, the 70s or the 80s. I just love that they went through all the effort to film it on older equipment to, yeah. to give that... Oh, yeah. They really oh. committed to the, the vision that they had for this, and it came out amazing, and, and I wish, I honestly wish that um, more filmmakers would do something similar, because it's, like, there's something about, like, this... this the late 70s, early 80s movies that are just so fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, it was Absolutely. filmed on 16-millimeter film. Um, the techniques, even the techniques that they used uh, the way that for they the shot film. and everything yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like the credits opening up with the freeze yeah. frame and then the it was pretty funny. much... It was almost like an 80s sitcom a little bit with, like, the like the name would pop up and then it would freeze. Yeah, 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 yeah that was so, so vintage of them. Like, it was, it was really cool to see, and if you notice, like, all the cars are like old, like the the one friend driving the old Volvo. Mm -hmm. And even if you go into the when you're noticing they're eating at the pizza place, I mean, look at those classic Coca Cola cups. Yeah, like I, I I've yet really to see any of those to, around. To the yeah. Well, they I mean, really it took put yeah, it took place in the '80s, and they followed through with it. I feel like a lot of movies that say they take place in the 80s now that come out like you can pick something apart where you're like all right that wouldn't happen in the 80s or that's yeah. not really believable but this it really yeah it, it was everything it. down to the clothes that they were wearing which i think is a big thing like you were saying like yeah. uh, some place some some movies will fall through with details a lot of the times i feel like it's the clothing or how about her, her uh, hair. ancient she, walkman yeah, yeah like she yeah. looked like she was out of the 80s and the main character sam oh my gosh that actress I just have to say, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I, I completely agree with like, you, Sierra. I, I had like, a total crush. The whole crush. movie, I would randomly be like, "Oh my god, Sierra, Dylan, like she's so pretty." It's funny, yeah. Sierra kept going, "Oh my god, she's so pretty," and I was like, "Really? I like her best friend. I was like her best friend is a pizza snob." Really, really <laughs> yeah, good but taste. She was gross. Pizza snob. She's like really sucking good. on her fingers, like. She Ugh. fucking loved that pizza, and that's the girl for me, Sierra. <laughs> no, I actually, I'll, I'll agree with you, Dylan, on the aspect. I was a little upset that Sam didn't finish her slice. She took like two bites, and I said, "What a waste of good pizza!" Yeah, exactly. I feel like I don't care what's on my pizza. I'm gonna eat it. Since moving away from New York after seeing something like that, I'm like, "Yo, you don't take that shit for granted." I know it's funny. Connecticut, so so it probably wasn't that great. Yeah. Oh, it was probably decent though. Hey, I've been to Mystic Pizza in Connecticut, where they shot the movie or whatever. Yeah, in Mystic. And 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that... <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me say, pretty solid pizza, I must say, for Connecticut. But, um, you know, honestly, that part pissed me off that she left the pizza so uneaten that I, I looked at Dan. I was like, yo, let's get a pizza. And when I called in the order, might I say, today I had the most awkward uh, pizza order ever. I started it off with, um, like, can I? And then I, she was like, and I just lost my train of thought. And the woman on the phone was like, can you what? And Dan just starts dying because he, he could hear the woman over the phone. And I start losing my shit. And I just, I don't know. She just was like, um, hello? And I was like, geez, I can't even order a pizza right now. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what I mean? But we were like, yo, we got to get a pizza. In redemption for them wasting that, let's get a pizza right now. We ate pizza when we watched this movie. <laughs> we did, yeah. Right on. Sets the mood. That's, yes. that's, yeah, that's the best way to watch the movie. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, this movie completely blew me away. I thought it was so unique, and and it's unique for the time. If it was released in the 80s, it wouldn't have been as unique, but I I like that the trouble that they went through to make it feel authentic. Yeah, I mean, even, like, like the the whole, like, all the effort that went into doing that, I told Sierra, like, I don't care the outcome of this movie. I was like, this could have the shittiest ending ever. I appreciate the hell out of this movie for that fact alone, and... Luckily, it didn't disappoint me in the end, but... I feel like um, a lot of people complain about um, movies that take take a little bit to build up, but in this movie, I just really... I liked it. I always like build-up, though. Like, I like having, like, that what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen moment. It depends on the movie. I think that for this style of movie, the build-up is important. Yeah. Um, It depends... I mean, if you're watching a movie, like, a total... Gore fest. Like uh, last week, we did creature films, and my biggest complaint with the descent was how long it took to get to the point. I well, feel like it's less important for that, but for this movie, it really, I enjoyed the buildup. Yeah, and honestly, here's my thing with buildups: as long as there's a solid payoff where you're left satisfied, you know that's I, I can't complain. If if it's a buildup that's worth waiting for, then by all means. But Agreeing with you on Descent, okay, you do not need an hour long for a build-up. That's just a little too much. Yeah. Well, this movie pretty much had, like, an hour-long build-up, too, but it's, things are still happening that are important to the story as a Yeah, up. where it's not, uh, let's just get all this random backstory of these uh, characters where in the Descent, what, isn't that what the build-up was? Like, pretty much just showing... Yeah. And it showed them, like, yeah. climbing and stuff, and I'm like, all right. I like, um... <laughs> My favorite scene in this movie was the scene when she's dancing around the house listening to her Walkman, and she bumps into the vase, and she's like, shit. Well, that's really yeah. when things start, like, taking a turn, because she, fa- she it falls by the, that door. the fur coats that were not in the basement. Yeah, and isn't she, like, next to the door, and it shows what's on the other side of the door, and it's, like, dead bodies, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that was, was that, is that when the pizza starts hitting her? Or no, that's when she no, goes no, no. upstairs. Yeah, that's when she was upstairs. That... That was another thing I liked about the movie, too, is, like, when all of that's happening, I was telling Ciro, I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen right now. Like, when she's in that stairway and, like, the door starts creaking open and, like, the hand comes out, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's what, yeah. terri- that's what terrifies me, the fact that anything could happen right now. Steven, did uh, Dylan tell you that when this movie re- was released, they released special editions on VHS? Oh my god! No, Dude, what? They released it on VHS, and I 
I oh. sat there for hours trying to find a copy online, and I finally found one copy on eBay for $20, and I was like, I wish we did not have to pay rent this week because I need oh. this right now. <laughs> oh, guys, get on that if you can. That is, see, now that's commitment. Yeah, exactly. They really that's commitment. I You're going to release it on VHS to make it even more authentic? Exactly. See, what I'm wow. going to do is, like, buy it, bring it to my dad, and be like, hey, dad, watch this really awesome 80s movie, and then be like... And see if he yeah, like, completely he thinks... Yeah, yeah, because it's like... Oh, that, like, that'd be great. Like, who's, who's watched fil- uh, <clears throat> movies, especially by the, the, this group of uh, filmmakers that tend to work together... You're gonna recognize the characters. You're yeah. gonna re- uh, Crispin. You're gonna recognize yeah. Crispin. So it's like, if you if you watch it as somebody who has no clue who any of these people are, you're going to. I I think that it would come across as a very authentic '80s horror film. Yeah, I completely agree. And when I first saw this movie, little be known, I had no idea who Ty West was at the time. I'm gonna be honest. Like how I first saw this movie is I was flipping through the channels. I was uh, talking to my cousin Nick, you know, and he's like, oh, what are you up to? I said, well, man, you know, I'm flipping through the channels, looking for some good horror films, got the Friday night to myself, not doing much. Uh, To me, that's a typical good Friday night. If you're not out with people, uh, there's nothing like sitting in, ordering some pizza, watching a good horror film, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, I'm just like, man, I was like, I keep seeing this movie that they're about to show called House the Devil, but Chiller. Uh, which I'm sure you guys remember that channel. Yeah. Sorry, Chiller, but you know your your selection you of movies. You could be so better. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But this is that one time where they came through, and I told my cousin Nick, I said, "Hey, I'm about to watch this movie," and he said, "Watch it." He said, "I just checked it out not long ago. Watch it," and I couldn't be any more happier. To me, this is literally a cult classic. Literally oh, yeah. cult. Yeah cult classic like it's just it's, it's so great good. It is. It, it's it, one it, a special place in my heart well exactly. it's a, i remember Excellent. watching the trailer I was blown away by it. i wasn't expect like i was expecting it to be good because when you when you got when you suggested this movie for this episode we were like all right cool we watched the we watched the trailer and Dylan's like yeah this looks good so i watched it and i was like no this looks awesome like i'm so excited and the whole time he's like what movie do you want to watch tonight he's like i want to watch house of the devil like let's let's watch the house of the devil and he's like like we waited we didn't watch that one first we watched sacrament first because we started watching the movies during day in the yeah. night and i was like that movie is gonna be so much better at night like we'll hold off we'll watch sacrament because you don't really need it to be nighttime because it's not that kind of horror movie you know yeah yeah so i was so excited when we finally got to watch this and i was not let down at all i was it was just as good as i was hoping it was better than what i was hoping it to be so i'm totally glad to hear that i remember you suggesting it to me like years ago um was just telling me like oh you got to check this movie out it's really good and i remember watching the trailer after you told me about it and i was like oh well, this is you know it's another 80s movie like i can watch it at any time but then after you mentioned it to us again, I checked it out again, and I saw it came out in 2009. I was like, no fucking way. Because even when you watch the trailer, it, yeah. it looks like an 80s movie. Isn't it funny <laughs> how people are striving for higher quality, higher quality, and we're like, we want the one that looks like it's a VHS tape. <laughs> oh, I love it. I eat up the vintage <laughs> stuff. I really do. And like I said, uh, if that was their goal, then they went beyond that goal. Oh, yeah, like they, uh, Again, um, now being more familiar with who Ty West is and his work, uh, just another one under the belt. I mean, he's great at what he does, and I can't wait to see more stuff from yeah, him and the rest. And I hope he continues 
with the cast from your next because it's nice seeing those familiar faces, yeah. especially with a, a certain director. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think it's fun, and I think it shows too, like how they how um they're like kind of supporting each other in their in yeah. Their well, I mean they filmmaking. they worked together on VHS, which was probably my first movie that I had the seen thing with them. Too, and... Is that like every one of them uses the other directors as their actors? Yeah, like yeah. all of them, they all do it. They, it's like a, a huge like circle of supporting each other, and I just I just think that's very cool. Yeah, we have We're all we have a VHS of... plan in uh, VHS. Yeah, we oh, have a cool, VHS cool. episode planned um, for next month, and I'm awesome. really excited to do it because it has. Um, I mean, is Crispin in it? I don't remember. I don't I, think so. I, I don't think he he's in any of them. Yeah, I I, it's been a couple of years since I watched him, but I mean, it has like Ty West, um, Adam Wingard, who I really like. I only his watched. Work. Wait, no, I watched the first one and the second one with you, didn't I? Yes. yes. It, I need to go see the first one because I was told um, to watch the second one. And my gosh, that cult one. Oh yes, my god, that's yes. my favorite Just in yes. relation. Yes. All right, well, we could save that for like, you guys, if you want to save that for that episode, but wow. It wow. Yeah, it, it, it's so did. That and yeah. the alien one. I'm not going to get into detail, but the alien yeah. one. And that one, oh my gosh, put me on no, on edge. Yes. I agree. Well, I think it's funny because it's like the, it's an anthology style, so yeah. it's like some of the stories are right, but like the 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 cult one in in the second VHS movie really got me. It, it actually made the whole movie for me. But I like anthology. Yeah, generally. I love anthology movies. My yeah. favorite Same. anthology right now is Southbound. I really love that. Have you guys seen? The holidays on Netflix. I anthology. wanted to check it out. I've seen I've seen it on there. I, I think, think it we're actually watch has it on Christmas. I saw it up there on Christmas. It has the uh, the main actors from House of the Devil in it. I think. Oh, yeah, anyone? I yeah. think so. Yep. Ooh, um, I'll watch it. I'll say the Halloween one was a letdown, but there are some gems in there for sure. <laughs> we'll have to for check sure. It out. I just yeah. want to do a whole episode of just anthology movies. Yeah. Not just the VHS ones, but like. Yeah, that would be an, a good idea. But the thing that sucks is, like, I'd want to do trick-or-treat, and trick-or-treat is, like, would be better for Halloween. It's, like, that schedule sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, back to, uh, the House of the Devil. Like, a lot like the Sacrament, it took a lot of time to build up, going back Mm -hmm. to build up. But I feel like it did it in a different way than the Sacrament, because the Sacrament, it had that development in the beginning, and then, like I said before, it does a complete 180, where this movie, I feel like, Things get stranger and stranger, and she starts to slow. It's more of a slow reveal that something is going on. Yeah, I feel like it's. But there's hints to the whole thing that there's something. Yeah, I, yeah. exactly. And I feel like the buildup is kind of setting the tone a yes. little bit yeah. for what's to come. Yeah. And that's why I don't mind it as much. If I had only complained that, yeah, yes, maybe it does take a bit to get into it. But other than that, I mean, like I said, um, you know, I. I've pretty much got no complaints besides that aspect of it. No, 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 I don't have a single complaint about this movie. Honestly, it restored my hope. Because there's, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, I feel like horror movies for the last few years have been at one note. You know, like, like they're, it's very much the, the paranormal found footage, like, you know, yeah. like the same thing over and over and over again. And it's just like, it was just so nice and refreshing to have like an old style horror movie. And it really just did justice to the whole genre. It, it really didn't, it was just so so refreshing for me to see that. I had one small complaint, and I told Stephen that oh, I had gosh. a small complaint, and he said to save it for the episode. Oh, okay, okay. Here's it wasn't. Complaint. Yeah, I'm very curious. It wasn't 
a big complaint for me. It wasn't big enough to ruin the movie for me. But I didn't like that she survived the gunshot wound to the head at the end. I can understand that because how how does one survive that? Well, especially yeah. I mean, because it showed. I feel like it did a pretty good job of showing like her brains get blown out. Well, it like, showed, it showed wait. where she shot too. She shot directly like into the side of her head. Yeah, so but it's like, how hold did on. You miss it? What if the baby that is so called devil is uh, Satan, if you will, is the one that kept her alive? That's what, so that's what I. That's what I figured it was, but I feel like I would have appreciated it more if she kind of ruined their cult's yeah. plan. Because you could see um, the 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 father, whoever you want to call him, he um, when she puts the gun to her head, he gets like freaked out. He's like, "Wait, no, don't do that!" Like. I would have preferred if she, like, shot herself in the head and it did that cut to the news report with the eclipse taking less time than usual and everything and just end on that note. I would have Mm -hmm. liked it a little bit more. But the ending, I mean, it fit well with the movie. I, I, like I said, it wasn't bad enough to ruin the movie for me, but... No, I could definitely see a point of of one just not really feeling that ending. And I can see why, because, like, how does one survive? Without my theory there of, oh, well, what if, you know, Satan kept her alive? But, man, you're you're at point blank shot to the head. Yeah. And uh, what, how how does one survive that? I don't know. I don't know how you miss that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad aim. I don't have that complaint. I'm okay with the way it ended. I do feel like it leads up to, like, the omen. <laughs> uh, the omen oh boy she's gonna have satan baby and it's gonna be a bitch yeah i mean i i love this movie watching it and the whole time we were watching it i told Sierra, i was like this movie is so good like this is what i wanted this movie to be and then like the next day being at work like all day i was just like thinking about the movie i'm like shit like awesome that was really good awesome and it's been so long to where i've seen a movie that has stuck with me the way this one did and I think that's what Sierra said. Like it's a it's a breath of fresh air, but familiar at the same time. It brings yes, horror and movies back to what what they used to be, and, and I I love it. You know, honestly, I couldn't agree more with you guys because when I first saw it, that was the vibe I got. With wow, you know, what a throwback to what everyone else is doing. You know, it's uh, again, it, it was a breath of fresh air, and it just stuck with me to where now it's a personal favorite on the list for me. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's definitely up there for me. I mean, it's the style that I like. And that's the thing that's hard is that when, when, when you're with us doing the podcast, it's like, we're, we're putting ourselves in a position to where we want to watch movies that we don't necessarily love because as a horror fan, there's going to be movies that you do not like, you know, you're going to find movies that you do not like or styles that you're not fond of. So, for this one, it was so easy to love it because it is a style that I like. You know, it's it's a very old-school horror movie, and, like, my favorites are, you know, Texas Chainsaw, Evil Dead, you know, the older movies like that, like the, like, big movies that really started, like, Slasher and all that, and, and it just really gave me that feel. Although it wasn't a Slasher, it gave me a similar feel to those movies, and, and I just loved it. Yeah, I mean, going yeah. back to what you said, too, like, doing this podcast for movies that we might not be so familiar with or appreciate as much. Like, I feel like, Stephen, what really 
like makes it easy to talk horror movies with you is that we all three of us we look at movies subjectively to where you can find something you appreciate no, about yeah even if we don't <laughs> yes. like even if we don't like the movie we can always find one thing that we're like okay i appreciate this aspect of the movie i'm not gonna lie i yeah. have a really hard time with the chucky movies <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's funny because I, I i was like when i was listening to that i was like wow Sierra really fucking hates these films. I don't. I, I wanted <laughs> to love them too. I was. I was like. I was watching. And you guys, know, Dylan, I was like so amped. I was like, I'm. I'm so excited. I remember these when I was a kid, and it was just like it fell short for me. And and I was actually very disappointed that it did because I was looking forward to it. But they hey, did. The you can't win them all over, you know. It's. But honestly, yes, you know. Um, with. With a platform like this, guys, I feel like it gives you the opportunity to discover what else is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, again, this could have been one of those movies that just, to the maybe the normal like horror movie viewer of like, you know, the classics, it maybe it just flew under the radar. Exactly. So, with people like maybe hearing about it, they're like, well, you know what? Give it a check out. And I, there's nothing I love more personally. Than discovering a, a horror film that I haven't seen, yeah. and then really leaving an impression on me where I'm like, you know what, I've loved this so much, I'm gonna go buy it. You know, yeah. I think that's the whole <laughs> point of this too is doing this podcast is trying to introduce people to movies maybe they haven't seen, or maybe introduce them to to people who aren't known or or just starting out or or yeah. movies as a hobby or whatever. Like um, that's why we're trying to get into the uh, having bonus episodes with. Um, uh, like local people who make it like they do it for fun or they do it because it's something they love but they're not necessarily you know um, experienced filmmakers yet uh, I, I just think it's it's so cool that you can bring people into movies or you know get those connections that they don't necessarily have yeah without a doubt um, you know I'll, I'll I find myself making uh, associates or friends with people all for the sake of horror. It's like, oh, you like that movie? Boom, starts off a conversation. <laughs> and then you find out more about that person that you haven't, like, even with, like, coworkers. Like, I, Dylan, when you and I, like, uh, worked together, I think it, it might have been through music at first, but once we started realizing how much each, both of us liked horror films and yeah. it seemed like the same, you know, that really just built that bond and connection. And that's what I, I love I, about I like, remember working movies. so many late shifts with you where we would sit outside for like three hours and just yeah. bullshit horror movies with each other. Oh, those good summer nights, the parking lot ghost. Yep. Yeah. Company Damn. time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, right on. All right. So we'll get into ratings for House of the Devil then. Um, All right. Who's overall, going first? Uh, you go first, Steven. <laughs> All right. I got to say, um, you know, a solid 8.5 for me. You know, uh, I think it was great. Uh, sure, the buildup was a little bit slow and the ending. And that is, you know, the ending. Yeah. How, how does one survive that shot to the head? And that's the only reason I'd give it an 8.5. But overall, this movie was, like you guys said, a breath of fresh air. A wonderful throwback to what horror was in the 80s, and uh, it really w- has a special place in my heart now as a classic for me. Yeah. I've, I'm going to agree with everything you said, but I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. All um, right. Wow. Yeah, like okay. I said before, it, it's definitely like on my top list for uh, movies that I've seen. Um, uh, everything you said, like Breath of Fresh Air, what we mentioned before, uh, my really only complaint with it again is the ending um how she survived the gunshot but 
I loved it, and like I said before, for me to watch a movie and it stick with me the next day or, like, days later, like, we watched it days ago, and I still, like, all day today, I'm like, I can't wait to discuss this movie with Steven. We're very excited. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm gonna give it a nine as well. And I just want to put it out there that the only other movie I gave a nine thus far was the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which Ooh. is huge because that's my favorite. All right, so that's movie. up there then. Evil Dead got eights. I love Evil Dead, I do, but but Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the first horror movie I ever watched. It it has a special place in my heart. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, because like I said, when Dylan, you told me that you guys were doing a cult episode, I was like, oh, man, you know, I got to give I got to suggest this to them. <laughs> well, we I was originally like, were like, I was like on the spot thinking because I was making a schedule and I was like, all right, cult movies. I was like, I guess Children of the Corn. I was like, I'm not a huge Children of the Corn fan, but, you know, I guess it fits in with it. And then you were like, honorable oh, you gotta watch, mention. You're like, you got to watch The House of the Devil. And I was like, you know what? I've been meaning to watch that. And this kind of gives me an excuse to watch it. And I'm really glad that we did. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's episode on cults. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. We want to thank our good friend Steven again for being on the episode. Um, and definitely look out for him on future episodes. We have one coming up uh, towards the end of this month. It's going to be like a nostalgic kids-type episode where we're just kind of going to where we're just going to kind of be talking about what got us into horror and different things that we watched as kids. So we've been looking forward to this episode since we started doing the podcast. It was one of the first ideas that we came up with. And when we messaged Steven about it, he was instantly like, I am game for that episode. So it's going to be absolutely an episode. That's yeah. another thing too, is that um, for the listeners, if you guys have anything that you want to want us to touch on with that episode, especially message us let us know and uh we'll talk about your nostalgic memories too <laughs> yeah you can yeah. follow us on instagram and facebook at horror haven podcast uh our next episode is going to be on the four scream films so keep an eye out for that next week uh anything you want to add steven uh i just want to say guys thanks again for uh bringing me on here it was a pleasure uh can't wait to see the show grow more like i said great things to come and it was truly an honor being a guest and i look forward to being on plenty of more episodes especially the kids horror that we're gonna do um if you're a 90s kids like us you're boom nostalgia that's all i can say <laughs> so uh be prepared for that all right um all right. have a great night guys peace out take all care right. <laughs>